This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello again, everyone. I hope you're having a great day, and thank you for joining us. This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Uh, It's a weekly discussion of retirement-related topics that we hope are helpful for you. Our goal is simple. It's to help individuals maximize retirement income. And uh, we, again, thank you for, for joining us today. Our topic is going to be very, very uh, timely, and it's being ready for tax season. As we will get right into that uh, after our weekly national debt update. As of our show's recording, our total federal debt is $28 trillion, 11 billion, $285 million in change. And that equates to about $84,800 for every American and $223,800 for every American taxpayer. And those numbers can be found at usdebtclock.org. And as we speak, another uh, COVID stimulus package is working its way uh, through Congress. And uh, with that projected one point. Uh, $9 trillion. Uh, we're quickly going to be at uh, a $30 trillion current uh, budget uh, debt. If we add that to the unfunded liabilities, you know, unfunded liabilities being promises that the government has made for uh, programs like Social Security, Medicare, and others, our total United States debt is approaching $160 trillion. You know, at Compass Retirement Advisors, we are very concerned about the massive debt that's been accumulated, and ultimately it's going to impact all of our retirement income. And that will happen through, you know, much higher tax rates, uh, stealth tax changes, and uh, changes to programs like Social Security and Medicare. And unfortunately, most Americans will be caught completely unprepared for those changes, And so if this is an area that concerns you, uh, if you missed our four-part series that we recently concluded on the health of the United States economic system and how it will impact your retirement, I'd like to remind our our listeners, uh, go to our webpage and click on the radio tab at the top, scroll down, and you can listen to that four-part series. And our website is compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. And you can always call me direct as well with any questions at 812-787-0809. And uh, I do have a special announcement. We've scheduled three uh, informational seminar dates. I want to share those with you. Uh, These are uh, dinner seminars. I'll speak for approximately an hour, and then we'll have a dinner and answer uh, questions during uh, dinner. But the first two dates are April the 8th and April the 13th. And these will be held at the Schnitzelbach Restaurant in Jasper, Indiana at 6 p.m. And uh, the Schnitz is one of my very favorite places. Again, that's April 3rd, I'm sorry, April 8th and 13th at the Schnitzelbach in Jasper at 6 p.m. 
And then uh, another date we have scheduled is April the 15th at the Gastoff Amish Restaurant in Montgomery. And that evening we're starting at 6.30. If you want to attend, reservations are required. We don't uh, allow walk-ins. Those with RSVPs get to uh, have a guaranteed seat and you can get uh, your name uh, on that RSVP list by calling me again at 812-787-0809. During the last year, uh, many people have been working from home. Uh, They've reduced their trips out and about, you know, we've found ourselves helping our children and grandchildren adopt to a virtual learning. And time has become a, a funny thing in some ways. Hours and days have uh, blended together. But, you know, Tony, there's one uh, group that's been paying very close attention to the calendar, and, and that's the IRS. So to, during, during today's show, uh, we're going to discuss some potential tax breaks and credits for uh, three different categories. The first category uh, would be people in their 50s and 60s. The second category are the self-employed. And one final category uh, is just tax breaks that are available uh, for everyone. So before we get into uh, the details on this, let me bring in my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, uh, welcome. I hope you're having a great day. You know, spring temps have arrived here in in southern Indiana, so we're, uh, we're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm having a fantastic day, Mike. Uh, really great. Uh, loving the weather. Finally getting to uh, get out of the house, get outdoors, get some things done, take walks, take the dog on a walk. It's been great. Uh, love it. Uh, fingers crossed <laughs> that we hold on to the spring weather and it just gets better from here on out. So uh, I know a lot of people are, are loving that. It puts people in a better mood, get some sunshine, get some warmer temps. That's good. And wow, what a great, uh, you've got a lot going on there. I, I mean, those uh, seminars, the dinner seminars, and the fact that there's no cost, no obligation, and it's educational. This isn't a sales pitch. It's very educational. And I know you, folks are going to learn a lot about uh, retirement income planning, Social Security, uh, these types of things. So for those of you out there, uh, it's really important to, to have this knowledge and why not take advantage of it? Uh, Even though there's no cost, you do have to reserve a spot. Spaces are limited, of course, because of social distancing and things. But uh, you're right in the the name of that uh, first restaurant. I've never been there. What was that called? That sounds great. It's called the Schnitzelbach. It's in Jasper, Indiana. (laughs) Awesome. That's great. Uh, I got to check that out. Well, uh, today's topic sounds like a good one. I mean, this is obviously the time of year to talk about taxes. And well, I'm sure some of our listeners have already filed, uh, Mike, it's going to be, I'm willing to bet most haven't. So hopefully you have some good insights for them today. And, you know, uh, what could be better? You know, COVID-19 vaccines are out there filing your taxes, um, uh, looking for great weather. This is all good. How do you want to get us started today? Well, let's uh, start uh, by looking at some potential tax breaks for you know people in the, the 50 and, and 60 age range. Um, sure. There's a pretty good article in, in U.S. News and World Report recently, and the title of that article is 10 Tax Breaks for People Over 50. So we're going to take a, a look at that. I think there was some terrific information there. 
Um, while you know, being in our 50s and 60s, we might be moving a little slower than I know me certainly. Uh, I was moving a lot faster in my 20s and 30s. Uh, there's good news uh, that there are some financial advantages, you know, for uh, those of us who are in our 50s and 60s. And as the article points out, once you turn 50 and especially at 65, uh, you might get a bigger standard deduction. And you can potentially earn more before you even have to file a tax return. So uh, additionally, if you're older than 50, you might be able to defer tax or perhaps uh, avoid some uh, tax altogether on money you're using, you know, in retirement and health savings accounts. Well, yeah, and health savings accounts. I know that uh, you like to talk about those and there's some great advantages there. Uh, but you said a bigger standard deduction. I like the sound of that. Well, I do too. And I think most, most of our listeners will, you know, as long as you, you don't itemize what you're deducting, uh, you can utilize a larger standard deductions. If you and your spouse is, is 65, uh, or, or older, uh, the current standard deduction for seniors, uh, is $1,650 more than the deduction for people younger than 65 who file as an individual. Married couples, you know, can bump that up a little bit. Um, their standard deduction, you know, is is thirteen hundred if, if just one spouse at sixty five, twenty six hundred if both spouses are um, at least sixty five. Right, and, and that's that's really important too. So uh, you also mentioned a larger filing threshold. Uh, tell us more about that. Well, I, I can, and those who are sixty five or older can have a gross income of as much as $14,050 before they have to file a return, and that's for the 2020 tax year. And that's $1,650 higher than you know, younger age workers. Uh, married couples, the threshold's $27,500 if both spouses are 65. And Tony, uh, if they're older than that, it's $26,100 if at least one spouse is 65 or older. And we would note, however, that if you're below the filing requirement, you still might want to file the tax return and qualify for any potential tax credits or refunds uh, of previously withheld, you know, income tax. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I'm breaking any new ground. Listening to you talk about all these numbers, taxes can be confusing. I mean, all the rules and requirements. So, if you haven't already, I think folks want to work closely with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, because they have a wealth of experience and insights when it comes to taxes. Uh, don't take on the tax man alone, right, Mike? I think uh, I'm right there with you on, on that one, Tony. Um, you know, another place that folks who are 65 or older might find some relief, you know, perhaps take a look at the property tax issue. Uh, first, we want to note that property tax regulations are different, uh, and they can differ considerably you know, based on what state uh, you live in and, and the local municipality. But in some locations, people older than a certain age who earn below a defined threshold may be able to take advantage of um, property or school tax uh, relief. So, be careful and, and research the property and school district taxes in your community. Make sure that you're getting full advantage of all of those potential uh, tax breaks. You know, it might mean filling out 
some extra paperwork, but uh, it might be well worth it if it helps us uh, save a few bucks on on the taxes. Yeah. And we've talked a lot so far about tax breaks for people who are 65 and older, but are there also some potential tax strategies for people younger than that? Well, there sure are, Tony. Uh, For example, uh, once you turn 50, uh, you can funnel an extra $1,000 into an IRA uh, for a $7,000 contribution for the 2020 tax year. Uh, Additionally, a worker in their 50s who's, let's say, in the 24% bracket and who maxes out an IRA um, by making that contribution could save, you know, $1,680 or so uh, on the tax bill. Wow. Okay. Well, that that can make a difference right there. So, in 401k catch-ups also begin at age 50, right? Uh, that That's exactly right. Uh, workers who are 50 or older uh, can defer income tax on an additional 6,500 in their 401k than, than what younger workers can. So we want to remember that taxes on the 401k are not due until we begin, you know, taking withdrawals. We get the tax deduction on the front. We pay the taxes at the distribution. But Tony, to be consistent with our, our previous uh, programs and our concern about future tax rates, I, I want to remind our listeners here that while that current tax deduction you know, might be important. We need to also uh, take a look at what the tax rates might be down the road, what they might be in the future, and consider um, might I owe more in tax in the future on this contribution than what I got to take as a deduction today. You know, uh, remind our listeners again that tax rates are at historically low levels right now. And because of the debt issue, we think things are going to um, necessitate increased tax rates. So you need to do that before and after. If I take the deduction today, what might I have to pay back in the future? And just make sure that it's uh, it, that it makes sense to do that. Don't just load up on your 401k plan or your IRAs for a deduction this year without understanding what the tax ramifications are going to be on those funds when they're distributed. Yeah. Yeah. That can make a huge difference. Now, really quick before we move on, why don't you let our listeners know once again, how they can get a hold of you to set up a complimentary consultation uh, to talk about these things. Right. Uh, there's a few different ways. The first is uh, leave us a message uh, on our website. That's Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC.com. You can call my uh, direct line, 812-787-0809. Or drop me an email at mgraber at compassra.com. All right. We're going to keep rolling here and moving right along. We've been discussing how to get ready for tax season, uh, looking at tax breaks for uh, people in their 50s and 60s. And now uh, let's look at uh, for folks who are maybe self-employed. I think uh, filing taxes can really be a source of anxiety for a lot of self-employed people. Uh, there's something to be said for having money just taken out of your paycheck and not worrying about it, but that's a luxury a lot of self-employed people don't have. So what are some of the options these folks have when it comes to tax deductions? Well, there is good news, and there are a number of uh, potentially good good options for them. Um, I saw an Investopedia article uh, some time ago, and it was entitled, uh, I think, uh, 15 Tax Deductions and Benefits for the Self-Employed. So it was written specifically for 
self-employed uh, individuals. And a couple of examples that, that they pointed out, and these seem obvious, but they're often overlooked. If you're self-employed, you know, your internet and your phone bill are good places to start. Uh, whether or not you, you claim a home office deduction, you can claim the business portion of your phone and your internet costs. You'll just want to make sure that you only deduct, you know, obviously the uh, portion that you're spending directly on things for your work. Now, um, clearly, uh, if you're self-employed, working with somebody like yourself is a smart move, right, Mike? Because you provide people with guidance not only on taxes, but on their overall financial strategy as well. So especially uh, if you're self-employed, this is important. Now, one thing I'm curious about is what a person can deduct when it comes to meals. I want to know if I can write off those trips to the pizza buffet. Yeah, and in, in place, <laughs> places like the Schnitzelbach that, that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's a great question, and I, th- I think you're right that meal deductions can be a real source of confusion, so let's, let's just touch on that. Uh, there's a deduction for meals whenever you know, we're traveling for business or maybe we're at a business conference or an entertaining clients. Uh, we just have to remember that, that meal can't be overly, you know, extravagant. Uh, the, the article uh, from Investopedia goes on uh, to note that there's a temporary rule change on the meal deductions. So through 2022, right now we can deduct 100% of the meal as long as it's served in the restaurant. You know, before the, the, this granting and change, uh, we could only deduct half the meal cost. Um, so uh, make sure we keep those uh, receipts. Uh, need to show the, the time, the place, and, and the purpose, you know, of, of that, that meal. Right. There you go. So uh, keep accurate records. That's important. And I think that's an interesting rule change. I imagine that's going to be nice. 100% of the meal gets deducted instead of 50. You know, it's a temporary perk, but for self-employed people, that's great. What's next? Well, self-employed can mean a a good amount of travel. Uh, So we want to remind uh, those self-employed individuals that to qualify for that, that mileage or travel deduction, um, it has to be associated with more than just an ordinary work day. Um, it must include sleep or rest, you know, that takes place outside of uh, uh, the tax home. And uh, that's generally considered outside the city where, you know, my business or their business is located. And uh, additionally, to qualify for a business trip, again, it has to be uh, specific business purpose related. Um, before you leave home and, and, and during the trip, you must engage, you know, in, in real business activity. So um, cultivating new clients and new customers, meeting with clients, you know, learning new skills, uh, those uh, that directly benefit your business, those travel expenses, you know, can be a deduction. Um, but we want to just kind of re- remind everyone that, you know, handing out our business card at at our friends, you know, Las Vegas wedding uh, doesn't qualify as uh, a tax deductible business expense. That was not the primary purpose for the travel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and if you, it probably goes without saying, if you travel a lot for your business, make sure you're keeping those accurate records and receipts in case the IRS gets curious about what you're up to. Uh, what are some of the rules for a self-employed person's vehicle use then? 
Well, that's that's another great question, Tony. If you're using uh, a car or truck, you know, for business purposes, the cost for those drives are tax deductible. And this is another place where good record keeping is going to be really important because you'll want to track, you know, the date, the mileage, and the reason uh, for each trip. And it's important, you know, to separate, you know, those business trips from uh, your personal travels. Yeah, keep keep them separated. That's that's good. So, uh, how does that deduction work? Well, the the easiest way is to calculate the deductions using a standard mileage rate uh, that's determined by the IRS. And for the 2020 tax year, it was fifty seven and a half cents per mile, and uh, it's dropped just a little bit to fifty six cents per mile for twenty twenty one. So, you know, simply write down the miles you've driven and multiply them by that standard rate. And then uh, that amount is deductible. Sure. And one more thing for self-employed folks, how how about education write-offs? Well, any education expense that you want to deduct has to be related to maintaining your business or enhancing your skills in a way that improves your business. Uh, Expenses for classes that, you know, help you prepare for a completely different career, unfortunately, those are not uh, deductible. Right. Well, and let's move right into what's something that anyone, uh, a tax deduction that anyone can utilize, uh, what would that be? Well, the, the first easy to miss deduction is, is out-of-pocket you know, charity contributions. While it's you know, easy to remember big donations to charity, uh, chances are we all make smaller gifts during the year. An example would be, you know, cooking a meal or preparing a dish for a nonprofit fundraiser. You know, those ingredients that we purchase and, and use may be uh, deductible. You know, if you helped uh, the kids mail out flyers for a school project, a school fundraising event, and you bought the stamps, those may be deductible as well. Just make sure that you keep receipts. And if your contribution is more than $250, uh, you can organize uh, those um, and, and use those uh, as um, a charitable contribution. Sure. And what's one more thing that we should be aware of for a tax deduction? Well, there's, there's child care, and you can claim a tax credit rather than a deduction. And that may come you know, with more advantages because it reduces the overall tax bill dollar for dollar. For example, if you're in a 24% tax bracket, you know, each dollar of those deductions is equivalent to 24 cents, uh, but each dollar of tax credit is worth an actual dollar. So, you know, you, you may qualify for a tax credit worth between, you know, 25 or, or and 35% of your child care expenses while you work. But if your employer provides uh, child care reimbursement accounts in which you can pay for child care with pre-tax dollars, that might be, you know, even a smarter uh, move. Money that flows through a reimbursement account you know, Tony isn't subject to federal income tax, and it's also shielded from uh, the payroll taxes. Right. There you go. Well, you know what? Great show today. A lot of great information, Mike, but we're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know before we go how they can get a hold of you? Well, um, we always like to talk to people directly uh, on the phone. That's uh, that's our favorite way of communicating. The number is 812-787-0809. Um, Email mgraber at compassra 
com, and uh, I want to remind our uh, our listeners of our special offer that we ran during the uh, four part series, and that continues. Uh, give us a call and request a copy of best selling author David McKnight's book, The Power of Zero: How to Retire in the Zero uh, Tax Bracket. All right. Thanks, Mike. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Talk with our host, Mike Graber. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC. Com. Investment advisory services provided by ChangePath LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and ChangePath LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.